I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future, there's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggle. It's okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I respond to it. I'm Tom Foxley, founder of Mindset Rx and your host. Today I'm speaking to Haley Marillo. Now you may have heard her husband Josh on the podcast recently. Haley is like a, well, I was going to say a counterpart, but obviously, obviously she is a counterpart to this, but she's been through a ton in terms of mindset development herself, um, not only coming from the stunts world, and I get to geek out on some kind of, I'm guessing which are pretty amateur questions on stunts, but I loved it. Um, and she's going to teach you a ton about mindset. She is super wise in her perspective and we discuss kind of a lot about just advancing in the crossfit world she's been a competitive crossfit athlete she's um, been to a very high standard of competition within the crossfit world and she's transferred that across various areas of life too so i bring you the one and the only Haley marilla Haley, welcome to the welcome to the show Thank you. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Um, ever since Bethany mentioned that you'd be a great fit, I've been super curious about like why that would why that would be, and kind of exp- like exploring a bit about your Instagram and kind of diving a little bit deeper. Um, but I'd be interested to know your perspective on on this. Like, why do you think Bethany would think you'd be a, a good fit to talk about mindset and athleticism and everything that goes with that? If I was Bethany, (laughs) um, I would think probably just because, um, you know, this is the first year that I have not been moving on to the next stage in, um, the regular CrossFit season. Um, and I was still willing to put myself out there. Um, I was willing to accept that I just had a baby Um, and I was willing to show up and support her and, you know, make this season not so much about me. Um, and I think that that's probably why she suggested it. Um, and you know, like I, she moved out to Los Angeles and I reached out to her, um, uh, while I was still pregnant. Um, and we kind of, you know, got to know each other. Um, and just, I think the, the mutual respect kind of built over the last few months. And I think that's probably why, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I could like be totally to, off. <laughs> no, no. Um, this, the, like, like I said, there's so much like fertile ground to, to cover here. Um, yeah. so many points uh, that we could go into. I'm interested what it was like having had CrossFit as such a focal point for training and like we we're talking about before it was the kind of the goal of like like getting to the next stage being like reaching that next tier of competition which whichever kind of tier we want to get to it's always seemingly about the next one but you've got that in mind for so long and then your identity and your sense of priority shifts radically and yeah. like what's that experience been like for you so i started crossfit in 2011 Um, I was a cheerleader in college. I cheered at the university of Las Vegas. Um, 
I moved back to Los Angeles after I was done with school. Um, and I was just, you know, I had started getting into like working out like in college after I gained like, you know, the freshman 15, like most people do. Um, I was hanging out with the linemen and eating a lot of food. It was really good. Um, so I got into like fitness in college. And then once I moved back home, um, you know, I was looking for ways to like work out. Um, and then I had a friend, she introduced me to CrossFit. Um, and I never started CrossFit to compete. Um, I just showed up. I kind of was like, I don't know about this. And then a few months later, I started doing it twice a week. And then once I learned all the movements, I started, you know, being like, wow, I really like this. And for me, it was never like, I want to be a games athlete. You know, it was always like, I just want to show up. I want to do something really, really hard, you know, and be proud of myself for that day. So it became this like thing that I just did every single day. And the better I got, the more I wanted it. And not, not in the sense of like the more I wanted to be a games athlete, just the more I wanted to like do something hard and feel accomplished because anything else in my day wouldn't matter because I already did this thing that I was really, really proud of. Um, so, you know, that like little by little, like I started building these blocks, um, and before I knew it, I qualified for the, you know, for my first regional. And then it was like, did it again. Then I missed it one year. Um, and then I did it again. And, you know, like for me, it was never like, I never went into this, like with this expectation of like, I want to be at the top of the sport. Right. For me, it was just like, I was just like, I just want to be better than yesterday. And then I started realizing like, oh, not terrible, you know? And, you know, each year, like my goals were like, I think set up in a really cool way where it was like the next step was in reaching distance. Right. So it wasn't like super far away. I didn't like get in over my head, um, you know, with this thing of like, I want to be like this thing. I just was like, oh, cool. I qualified. Let's try again. Okay. You know, and eventually it became like, you know, I would love to qualify for the CrossFit games. Um, you know, so I just kind of like, I feel like my goals over the course since 2011, I think that's what 12 years, 12, 13 years. Um, it's been this like thing that I just kept building on, you know, and, um, eventually, you know, like, I mean, here's the thing I'll say which I think is really important. I think that like a lot of the time athletes, like they put this, like, if I don't do this thing, like if I don't accomplish this thing, this end result, I'm failing, you know, and coming from someone <laughs> that has been doing this thing for 12 years and falling short of that end result. Like I, don't know if I would feel any different if I was on the podium at the games, you know, because I'm so proud of everything I've done. And I feel like I'm, I'm winning in a sense of like, I, you know, I've been able to like take these challenges, the adversity, all these things like head on 
and like build this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really of, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. So, so like the goal, yeah, I like, just so kind I, of feel like, Oh, sorry. We're, we're talking over each other. We've got some poor internet. Um, okay. when I'm, when I'm working with athletes, so I, I coach athletes on their mindset and I work with kind of like that kind of, most of them are pushing the semifinals kind of bracket. That's where they are. That kind of, if I just make semifinals, I'll be happy. And the, the place I'm trying to get them to is, well, let's make the process of getting there just as meaningful as the attainment of the goal. If we can, did it feel this kind of clear and like, oh, it's all about the process at the time. Um, yeah, I suppose that's that's the full question. I thought thought I had more, but that's the that's the full question. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like it every year is like a little different. You know, I think the f- deeper into um my career, it became like, you know, just get to semifinals because I never felt like I had it on lock, right? I never felt like that spot is mine and that it is what it is. Like I always felt like each season, like I had to work to get in there. And, you know, some years I placed high, some years I placed lower to the cut line. And so I never felt like it was mine to, to take. I wasn't going to lay down and let someone else have it, you know? Um, but I, in the moment, some, sometimes, no, I didn't feel like, Oh, I love the process. You know, sometimes it was like, Oh God, you know, like, man, this is really hard, but like, if I don't do it, I don't, I don't get to move on. So it, yeah, I just kind of depended on what year it was. Um, I truly believe though, if you do not love the process, you will not move on, mm-hmm. you know? And I think because it's hard, it's hard to wake up, push hard in your morning session, go home, go back, do it again. You know, it's, it's not easy. You know, and I think sometimes people think that they're doing more than they are. Um, and then they're disappointed that they're not moving on or, you know. Can you um, give me an example? Not a specific person. Yeah, like, like what maybe kind of like, you see? maybe they, uh, your morning session, your aerobic work in the morning, um, you go downstairs, you got your equipment at home, you do it. You don't really write down like your splits. You don't give your full effort. Um, and you're like, cool, did it. And you just kind of like move on. Right. Like, I think the people that are like really successful in the sport, like can push hard when nobody's watching, they're writing their slits down. They're making sure that like every single one was like full effort. Like that's what they were supposed to do. Those are the paces they were supposed to hit. And like, they sit there and they're like, okay, all right. Like that, this is what I did good. This is what I did bad. Like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do one more because that last one wasn't my full effort. I think some people are doing all those things and then other people are just going down there and just like, kind of like checking it off, mm-hmm. you know? If you've um, got a think- scale there from like zero being someone who like completely doesn't give any effort to those kind of situations at all. They're kind of like half training, half not training and like very much complaining. And the other ones, the kind of the tears and the mats were the example with Matt Fraser, not using a steak knife, like that kind of thing where you're just constantly thinking about like, what am I doing to maximize the process? Where would you say you were in, in that scale? Um, I would say like my mindset, probably a 10. Yeah. 
Um, the other things, just because I have never, there was maybe like one year where I was like a full-time CrossFit athlete. Um, but other than that, like I've kind of like always juggled something else, um, which I think is really great for a lot of CrossFit athletes, right? Like not everyone is fortunate enough to do this full-time. Now I will say when I was full-time, wow, it makes a difference. But like, I'm so grateful that I kind of had like over the course of 12 years, like something else Mm -hmm. that I was like doing, you know, um, I coached, I worked at a high school for five years. I did stunts. I toured the world. Like I've done some pretty cool things throughout this CrossFit process and journey. Um, so yeah, I would say like my mind has always kind of been like a 10, like if you want my spot, like you need to take it you know, um, because I'm going to work hard and I'm going to work harder than you. And I'm working harder than you when you're not, when, when the lights aren't on me, when you are not with me, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people forget is like a lot of these athletes that are moving on, um, or the, and I'm going to say the ones that have like done it year after year after year. Right. Cause like, there's something about those people that you're just like, wow, what, how, do, how are they still doing it? Mm-hmm. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's all, it's all their mindset. You know, I think like, if like, you don't have it up here in this sport, like you're n- not going to be around very long, you know? Um, and I know like for a lot of people like that is probably like one of their weaknesses. Like for me, it's not so much the mindset. I would say more for me, it's more like movement quality and just like skills. Right. So it's like, that's kind of the stuff I need to work on. Um, but like what I will say and what I've found from like coaching, it's really hard to teach someone or to tell someone that they need to do the thing. It's almost like it needs to come from within and it is something you can work on and get better at. But, um, I've used a lot of like like just like things that have happened in my life. Like I lost my mom almost, I think it was like nine, 10 years ago. Um, it was before my very first, um, individual regional appearance. And my coach was like, do you want to compete? And I was like, you know, and it was like about a month before. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, no, there was no question about it because I do think that like, going through hard things is going to make for a really strong person, you know, like, um, it builds this, um, like amount, this like large amount of like resiliency, like within you. And I think that if a lot more people use like trauma or just like things that were hard to get stronger up here, it would really benefit them, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, like, humans are remarkably adaptive. Like that's what's amazing mm-hmm. about us. We right. adapt to trauma. We adapt to stimuli. Yeah. And like some of those things end up being maladaptive. Some of them like a really non-useful um, strategies to deal with it that, that don't serve us. But so much of it's in the framing that we originally take with hardship. So like mm-hmm. the ability to you to, to sit there and 100% honestly say like you can use the death of your mum to age you rather than hinder you that takes a lot of um like previous conditioning to get to that point and a lot of luck as well um genetically and all that kind of thing so 
where did you like if you if you got 10 out of 10 mindset to use your phrase where did you learn that from who were your influences like where like who kind of like showed that to you like what was the what was the the foundational blocks of that honestly i would say my mom probably like she is a very tough person um i come from a broken home so my dad wasn't really around very much um and i think just her being able to like take care of us and to like push through those things like very much showed me without telling me like what it takes to be strong and to be tough and to just not like to not, you know, not back down from challenges. And I think that's like, what's so special about CrossFit, right? You put yourself into this like really uncomfortable thing all the time. That's constantly changing. It's the sport that like you love that doesn't always love you back. Right. And so I think that's going back to just like loving the process. It's like, you really have to be someone that's like in love with getting better and doing something hard each day and just like walking out being like, you know, that was great. Um, so yeah, I would say my mom for sure. Um, you know, and I like, I try to really surround myself with good people, you know, and I think that has been something over the course of the last 10 years that I've been a lot more aware of, um, you know, and just like surrounding yourself with people that you want to be more like. Um, so I think that is also something that can help people like really build, build the mind a little stronger is just like, who do you want to be more like, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a, a difficult thing to do until you start to kind of select one or two people because they've probably gone through the similar situation. They're like, oh, okay, like I'm this so-and-so. And like, yeah. then like your circle becomes a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Inevitably within that, you get to this point where you either have to set boundaries with people that no longer serve your best interests or you yeah. have to remove people from your life in a non-psychopathic way. Um, yeah. So like, did you have any of that kind of, okay, I know that I'm competing and now like this person or this group of people, I no longer want to hang out with. Did you have yeah. that? So, you know, like I have always been someone where like the biggest thing to me is like loyalty. So I'm like, if there's someone that is really loyal and supportive of what I'm doing, but their life choices and the things they do are not aligning with me, I'm still friends with them, you know, and I think loyalty goes a long way. Now, if someone's directly do like sabotaging me, like I'm like, no, but it's, I have not had to deal with that too much. Um, just because I think that the people I have grown up with, they just understand me. And like this time in my life, I'm, this is what I'm doing. This is what I wake up to do. And if that is, you know, if they needed me to go out more. It's like, I'm just not going out guys, (laughs) you know? So, um, get some water. Um, luckily I haven't had to do that too much. Um, and you know, like I want to be someone that can also help lead people in the right direction. So I've never been one to like kind of push people away, but I want to help people kind of come along for the ride. 
So yeah, I don't, I don't think I've had to deal with that too much, to be honest, like, unless it's brutal, (laughs) like, you know, I'd be interested to know what was, or what you think was driving you because like it being interested by the process, being in love with processes, that kind of, it's said so much that it's almost kind of, or like I hear it so frequently by people who mean it and people who don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people are just saying, cause it feels good. I don't get that impression with you at all. I feel like you <laughs> genuinely lived it. Um, but like, yeah. what was, what was driving you? Was it like, actually, no, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to keep it a one part question. What was driving you? Um, I, I think honestly, just getting better every day. I think I started to see that like, I mean, when I first started CrossFit, like I couldn't do a pull-up, like, I mean, like the thing, like the snatches I was doing, I was like, wow. Like if we had video, like we have it now back then, like it's like, I mean, I I'm have so glad we don't for, because like people would see my deadlifting and just like throw up. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, like I, I think that like, to be quite honest, like, I think I walked into the right gym at the right time. And I do not believe that if I did not start under the coach that I did, Tim Thackeray, I would not be where I am with it today. He, he was a Taekwondo athlete. Um, he won the Pan Am games like back in the day. So he had like a different, um, athletic background, but like, he just knew exactly what to say to me, what, you know, to make me keep going, you know, like, I think that sometimes people walk into the wrong gym or they're just like, I want to be a games athlete. They go find like a training camp. Um, for me, like I had a genuine relationship with my coach. I met my husband at that same gym, you know, and I had a very good circle of people that loved me no matter where I placed on the leaderboard, no matter if I move on to the next stage, I had people that I knew like, right. Like it wasn't just like, um, like I know like social media is a lot crazier today, right? Like a lot of people, um, it's like all about like the videos you put out, all, all this stuff, right? All these things. And I think that because of how I started and when I started, I just have a different look on this stuff, you know, like there's some moments like where I would have a bad event. Um, and I finish, right. And I'm just like, oh, God, you know, like what the heck? And my coach would be like, all right, that's great. You have five minutes to be mad about this. And then we're moving on to the next thing. And I think someone like that is very important to have in your corner. Um, he, he made it fun for me, you know, like in the warm up area, it's so tense and everyone's just like, they look all pissed and stuff. And I just, I had, you know, my husband and my coach and all we did was laugh and we had a great time. And so I have nothing but, oh, there's my cat. I have nothing but good, like memories of this stuff. Even like my failures, you know, like I, like none of that, like, I think honestly, the failures are what kept me going, you know, like, um, I'm not sure if you dug too deep into it, but I had a regional that I made, um, I actually made this regional, I was on tour. So I was doing the stunt tour. 
I was doing qualifiers in these arenas. I had, um, some of my like stunt cast, like holding a rig down. Like, so it's not bolted into the ground. They're holding it down. I'm doing qualifiers on this because we had like some equipment that we traveled with. Um, you know, anyways, I made it into regionals that year. I don't know how I just did, you know, I just did what I needed to do. Um, I got really good, you know, when it was the five week open, Yep. I got yep. real. And I think the thing about the five week open is people that did it back then, like have this practice of like, okay, you have one really hard test. You need to do it. And if it wasn't good enough, you do it again. And if it wasn't good enough, you do it again. So a lot of those people that have been around for a while have a lot more practice of, um, being under pressure and, and doing it like, like this matters. If you want to go, this matters. So you need to do whatever you can right now to get in. You know, and I think back then, I think that taught a lot of us what we needed to know to move on. You know, and I think that's why you see a lot of people that have been around a while still qualifying, no matter how old they're getting. <laughs> so it's a skill set, um, right? It's it's not yeah, like it's something that's innate. 100%. It's a skill set. What are the like if you think about okay, um, hinging has a certain skill set aerobic capacity has a certain skill set like what's the components of that of that skill um are you talking like is the mind more important when it performing when it really counts like showing up under pressure what are the like the aspects of that that build toward that as a as a total goal um like i mean Showing up when it matters, performing when it counts. I mean, you have to be able to thread the needle then. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing in training. It doesn't matter what you're doing any, anytime else. If you can't do that, I mean, that's, and that's the thing that's missing. That's what you need to be working on. It's not, it's not doing more like squats, more thrusters. It's, it's whatever you need to do, whether it's practice, you know, qualifiers every other week, or, you know, I think that you can build on that, but people stay away from it because it's uncomfortable. It's scary. It's not fun. Yeah. You know? And also there's, there's such a big chance of failure. Like the one thing that I get to get my athletes to do is choose one workout per week where that they're going to treat that like it's kind of do or die moment. It's their, yep. they're kind of, is their crux of the week like and usually on something that 100%. sucks the most for them like what what's your weaknesses like if this came up in in quarterfinals if it came up in semis like what would you do and how are you going to approach it like that is a skill and like if you practice it what you practice becomes permanent so lots of people end up going to their like like quarterfinals and they haven't practiced going through the process that they would go through to like get everything together, like talking about their filming, like sorting out their, um, their warm up routine, like the, the pressure, like, and like actually confronting that you got to become familiar with it. Right. And oh, God, like, yeah. it sounds like your coach, for example, Taekwondo, mm -hmm. you, you get that wrong and you don't deal with the pressure. You get kicked in the head. That's like yeah. someone who knows, knows the consequences of that. Yeah. So that kind of feeds into you as well. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that like, that like, or just like, you know, uh, or back to, I was going to tell you about this moment I had, um, I made regionals after I had qualified on the road. Um, and they, and I was crushing it like in training and I felt so good. And they announced the workout, the first workout, or it was the second workout. 
And there was a minimum requirement this year, which was new. Um, and it was a strict muscle up. So I did not have that. I had never done it. I couldn't do it in training. So my training went from like crushing all these things and feeling great in the best shape I've ever been to, oh oh my God, how do I do this one movement? Um, and regionals rolled around. I showed up, um, you know, and for 20 minutes I was out on the floor trying to do a strict muscle up for 20 minutes. I had a smile on my face and I was just trying. And I finally got my first one and I actually got disqualified because you needed four, but I got my first strict muscle up at a uh, Del Mar. So in SoCal, um, I think that was a SoCal regional before they started smushing them all together. Um, <laughs> and that moment, um, where a lot of people were like, Oh, that was a failure. Yeah, sure. I failed to move on that weekend. But from that moment on, I got better and better and better and better. And I think that those moments of failure are what make you so strong, like in, in unbeatable in a sense, you know? Um, and so like, I, I think a lot of the time people, you know, get punched in the face and then they're just like, Oh, I'm quitting. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, where the ones that keep coming back are the ones that have failed and they figure it out and they keep going, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, like for me, it's always been like, if I fail, that's great. I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to figure it out. Oh, I got beat. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen again, you know, or, you know, and I think just like those little moments have just like really made my entire career really cool, you know? So, cause I've had, you know, and I think sometimes like there's some athletes that all they know is winning. And so if you're winning, 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 and then you fail, I'm sure that doesn't feel great. Or you're just kind of like, Whoa, how do I react to that? You know, where I've kind of gone like up and down, up and down, up and down. And I think for me, it's been really, really great. And it's built a lot of character. Yeah, you know, and that's what, of, that's what failing does. It, it teaches yeah. you character. Like that's what it's, yeah. it's there for. It's the exact opportunity that you need in order to practice the skill set that you need to develop, like mentally yeah. and, and also to learn from it physically. Like without it, it's just this kind of blissful boredom. Like you need mm-hmm. the inflection points. You need those yeah. lows. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, I actually, I went to high school with, um, Alison Felix. She was a, she's gold medalist um, for the 400 meter. Um, and she got silver one year and she was talking about like, you know, all I want to do is win. I want a gold medal. I want a gold medal. And so she finally does it. And she's like, you know, it didn't feel like I thought it was going to feel, you know, because it, it really is the journey and you're not going to understand that until you put some time in and kind of go through things. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, she's incredible. Right. And she gets silver. She, and it, it didn't feel great either. Right. Cause it's second, 
But then when she finally wins, she's like, oh, I didn't feel it didn't feel like I thought it was going to feel like because winning isn't everything. And honestly, you're winning when you are putting yourself into these positions to become a better person. Well, you're also now that that point that I try and kind of advise athletes about because logically they know it's coming, but they don't act so it's coming where for some reason or another, your competitive career takes a massive shift. You get injured, you have a baby in your case, like Mm -hmm. you kind of, you just, you decide it's time to hang up your Metcons and carry on with a new life. Like something happens where you shift away from it. And then you realize that, oh, maybe these lessons that I'm learning in the gym and in competition, they weren't there to help me win this competition. They're there to help me with these kind of far bigger tasks in my life. Um, like, and they, they transfer so directly. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I'm going through a very big identity shift. Um, so I just had a baby three and a half months ago. Um, I actually was pregnant at semifinals last year. Um, and actually through, I think it was, I did the open and then quarterfinals for age group and for regular, um, I think I was also pregnant. So I, you know, I was going through like, okay, well, I'm going to still do this as long as it's safe. I didn't want anyone to know that I was pregnant at semifinals because not because like, I thought I was going to get judged or anything because people can do what they want, but I didn't want any of my competitors to know that they could beat me, (laughs) you know? So I kind of kept that under the wraps and I was like, I was going back and forth. Do I say something, you know, do I not? Cause I'm obviously not performing to what I am capable of. Um, there were a lot of moments of like, just me smiling on the floor. Cause I was like looking at my husband, like, Oh God, I feel like crap, but here we are. I'm going to have a great time. You know, it's just like, it was really interesting. And so went through that whole thing, being pregnant, not my thing. Um, the whole time I'm just like, Oh God, I can't move. I'm so out of shape. You know, there's a lot of like a lot of battling my mind of like, wow, this is what it is now. Like, am I ever going to be good again? Like, you know, I'm still going through that, you know, cause it's like for so long, I was on this uphill of getting better little by little you know, and now I'm taking this like giant step back of where I'm like, I'm out of breath. My heart rate's out of control. I'm weak. I feel like a noodle. Um, you know, so I was going through all that and I honestly felt better going the day I went into the hospital than I do now. And I'm like, this is a wild ride. Like I in what feel way? in, um, in the sense of like, I was getting tired. My heart, it was out of control, but I still felt like really powerful, really strong. And then, you know, I had the baby and my heart rate's still out of control and my body just feels like a noodle. Like I feel like all my muscles were just like, bye. So we're in this process. I'm working with, um, a couple coaches at Invictus Hunter and Holden. Um, and they're just trying to kind of like, give me some, some things to get me back to a place to where I can compete again. If I choose to, um, I'm going to do the age group qualifiers this weekend see how that goes. And honestly, like I have no expectation. I had no expectation doing the open and quarterfinals with Bethany. I was just there to kind of like support her because I know what it takes to move on. Like, and I've always been one, like be realistic about your goals, right? Like know where you're at, like, and accept that. Um, because now is the time. And if you're not ready now, 
you know, um, like then you're probably not moving on. So you're going to have to find like smaller things to be proud of, you know? And for me, for quarterfinals with Bethany, like there was the clean and jerk workout and I was literally in tears before I did it because I failed it in warm up. Um, and this workout is usually something that I am fired up to see like power clean. Don't have to squat it. Sign me up. Um, and so like I was in tears because I was scared, you know, because I hadn't done it for so long. And, um, I could have said, you know what, I'm going to get hurt or I'm going to, you know, but I was like, the mind is powerful. So I said, okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. And I hit the first clean and jerk. And then I was like, I can do it. So now I know I can do it again. Um, and I would not have tried if I did not put myself into a position like that, you know, cause it's easy to back down from challenges. Um, it's hard to put yourself through it. Um, and so, you know, I think I'm going to do these qualifiers this weekend for the same reason. You know, it's like, I know what I'm capable of and like having to accept where I'm at at the moment has been very hard. You know, um, it's, it sucks to, to see everyone moving on and you don't get to go have the fun too, you know, cause for the first time in like eight years, I'm not moving on to like regional sanctional semifinals, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and that like performing like, or like competing live is one of my favorite things ever. Cause it's this, like this reward to the process that you love so much. Um, and you know, you gotta like be surround yourself with like, like-minded people. You gotta meet people. I've tried to do a really good job of that over my career is just like reach out to people and talk to them and build relationships because, um, I think a lot of, especially on the girl's side, like, um, you know, everyone's very like standoffish or like, oh, they're my competitor. I can't talk to them. And instead of saying like, Hey, what's up? How are you? You know, like, and I think that comes right through just like maturing as an athlete, right? Like when you first start, you're like, oh, no, I'm not talking to them, you know, but over the course of, you know, 10 years, you learn like, you know, what's really important um, because everyone has a start date and everyone has an end date when it comes to being an athlete, right? And you need to make sure that you are enjoying this really cool ride and you don't want to look back and be like, oh, you know, you don't want to be bitter. Yeah, you want to be. I was like, going to ask you actually, Haley. Like, are, are there any things that you look back at and you think actually that's a that's a regret? I wish I did something differently there. Um, no, I think as a whole, like I'm grateful for everything, the way that it, it happened. If there was one thing I could have changed, it would have been I had qualified in twenty, or I guess I didn't qualify because I got a penalty for my handstand pushups. I think my like legs were too wide or something. So I got my ticket taken away. Um, so if anything, I would have made sure my legs, uh, were glued together. Um, but you know, it's just another thing that happened. I've had a lot of little things happen. And like I said earlier, it's like, sometimes you love this sport that doesn't love you back. Right. And so you have to be able to kind of like navigate, like how you're going to react to that. So, so that would be my like one thing, I guess I would change. But other than that, like, I think, you know, I've done a really great job of just putting myself into these positions. I've always been 
down to go compete and put myself out there. Even when I wasn't ready, like, you know, like I felt like whatever you, you have this life, you live it once, like go do the thing, you know, like I had qualified for the first sanctional, uh, Dubai. Right. And I was like, that's really far. Okay. Um, I'm not ready. So I could have easily said, you know, nah, let's, let's skip this. But I said, no, I'm never going to go to Dubai unless I go now. And this is the first sanctional. I got to be with all these great athletes. I got to travel. I rode a camel. I don't know. I did all these cool things. And I'm like, I look back at that and I was like, that was a great time. Did I have my best competition? No, I didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. I had some really cool moments. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just like, I don't know. I think I've just done a really great job of just like putting myself out there. And two, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I understand, I feel like I am good enough or not at the moment because baby, but like good enough to be a games athlete. And I think for me, like that is sometimes enough because I understand that like a lot of like making the game sometimes is like, kind of like it's being prepared, but it's also a little bit of luck, right? Like what are the workouts? How did the, um, how did everyone else perform? How did you perform? There's a lot of factors that go into each season, you know? So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So where did, and how did stunt work come into this? Um, so actually I started, I grew up in LA, so I am from Los Angeles, born and raised, which is wild. Cause nobody is. Um, and I actually grew up with some friends that are in stunts, like their dads were stuntmen, uh, yada, yada, yada. I had always like, I don't want a part of the, the industry. Like I just, I'm good. Um, but I started crossfitting and my husband, um, he actually was hired on by this live show. And that was a way for him to do it full time. Cause he has a boxing background. And so I was like, ah, oh, go to this audition, try it out. He gets the job. So he did that for a year. And then I was like, you know, I kind of want to give this a try. So I get on to the same show. We toured together. Um, and it was incredible because we were able to do it full time. Right. Cause most people starting to get into the industry, it's like, you got to juggle like another job, another job, and then try to book all this work. Um, and so we were fortunate enough to do it full time. Um, and I do not think that I would have even given it a shot if it wasn't for CrossFit. Cause I just think that like what CrossFit has done for me outside of the gym far surpasses what it's done for me. Like as an athlete, like, I think that it has just built some confidence, some like get after it, like go do the thing, go, go try. Like, I think that like what I have been doing in the gym has created almost like a monster to just say like, you know what, go give it a shot. If they can do it, I can do it. Um, and so that's honestly like where the confidence even came to even give it a shot, you know? And I did have like an athletic background. I was, you know, I did some gymnastics. I was cheerleader. So I didn't come with like nothing, but I didn't come with the confidence before CrossFit, you know, CrossFit just teaches you like so much, like, you know, and I think a lot of the time people like in the gym, like they're constantly comparing themselves to people in the gym, but it's like, if you 
get outside the gym, like people yeah, look, look at you. you are. Look at yeah, the, the like yeah, like I mean, I went to like the zoo two weeks ago, and you look around and you're just like, wow. I'm just like people that cross. You're different, you know, but you don't realize that because you're constantly surrounding yourself with people that are exactly like you. Yeah, I've got this client that I'm working with at the moment. She's in her late fifties, I want to say, um, and she's awesome athlete really cool um but she kind of she was struggling with exactly what you're talking about there of like Mm -hmm. actually like looking around the gym like seeing all these younger people coming up like like what's like how capable am i like and you kind of start to see that slide of like a little bit less confidence here or there um then she went on a hunting trip horseback hunting trip and she was kind of um and then there was a guide there who was showing around and they got like, it was middle of the night, pitch black. And they had to basically um, manhandle all their gear up to the top of this mm-hmm. um, steep incline. Yeah. She got to the bottom of it and the guy like instantly started like helping her. And she's like, no, uh, I got this. No, I got this. And then she just like backpacked her stuff all the way up. She just like ran laps basically with all this gear. And yeah. the guy was like, I've like, I've not seen anyone do that. And the difference yeah. I think was the, the intention and the approach that she took there of like, actually I can do this and I'm not scared of hard work. Whereas the vast majority of people are like, what's the easiest path through this? Oh, there's someone to take my shit. Oh, go go and take it. Like we can, we can go for that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely like one of those things that is a kind of, yeah, we don't appreciate because the average around us is so high. We don't appreciate like just what we're capable of. I want want to know, like, what's the misconception that I'll probably have about stunt work? Like what's surprising about it? Um, I think what's surprising about it is just how many like kind of reps you need to take to be good at it. You know, like I think, um, a lot of like the biggest, what I will say about stunts, let's compare it to CrossFit, like being an athlete, like if you work really hard, like you will, flourish. You'll move on. You'll keep going. You'll, you'll qualify. And then you qualify again with stunt work and anything in the industry, really like you can get really good. You can put all the reps in, in the world and you might not work, you know? So it's actually a very like different thing. Like they're both very athletic, but like with sports and being an athlete, I feel like it's all about like you did or you didn't. With stunt work, you can do all the things, you can check all the boxes, you can put in all the reps, but you might not get a job, you know, like, so it's a very, it's a little, you know, it's, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I, what I do love about stunts is that like the people like doing the jobs, like they don't really need the glory. So like you, most of the time don't really, you don't really know like who took the fall or, you know, I think that's really, really cool and really special. And it's just a very different group of people, you know, to like do all these cool things, but to not really know too much about what they do. Yeah. Is it just like, like, cause there, there isn't the, you've got your, your name on a screen or whatever. Like you're not the, the kind of yeah. the main attraction in it. Definitely, so is the, yeah. is the driver, I'm going to do some cool shit. I want to like, yeah. really like just test myself. That's pretty much it. It's just like, I like doing this cool shit. It's That's- awesome. And yeah, I think it's just more of that. Like, it, who cares if anyone knows about it? Like, it's just freaking cool. <laughs> What's the coolest stunt that you've you've done? That's, I, um, I know that's such a, a yeah. six year old's question, but I'm really no, no, it. no, for sure. It's it's a great question, actually. Um, <laughs> I fire burns by far are my favorite. Um, I like utility stuff. My husband and I like 
probably like that stuff the most. Um, Wait, so fire, so fire burns just, just fire, like... Yeah, fire burns. So like you're completely lit on fire. I have over 500 um, fire burns, like full body burns. Yeah. And I got a lot of hair. So just it usually goes up on the top of my head with a lot of fire gel, which is water based um, to protect the hair. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite. Is that terrifying the first few times? The first few times. Yeah. But you know, my husband was actually the one that lit me on fire. So (laughs) if anything were to have happened, that's the sound clip for this, for this episode. Right. So real. Yeah. I mean, the key to stunts is having, cause you'll always have like safeties there when there's something very dangerous. Um, but the key is to have people that you trust in your corner, right? Like I'm not going to do a high fall into a bag if I don't have a good spot on the bag. You know, I want good spotters. I want people that know how to work a fire extinguisher when I'm on fire, you know, just like people like that, that are quick on their toes. Right. Yeah. So you know, don't do a stunt if you don't have people uh, in your corner backing you up that you fully dressed. I've seen Jackass though; I'll be fine, won't I? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, so I I could go on about stunts all day. Like it just it's a world that I've never fallen into. Like where are yeah. didn't mean the pun. Um, where are the what's the yeah? So the coolest stunt you've ever done? Where's was the risk? Like I'm sure there's been times you've been like, actually, all oh, that wasn't wasn't the way um, I'd do it again. The risks sometimes, obviously, like st- with stunts, it's not, uh, we're not daredevils, right? Stunts are like very much like these calculated things that we are doing. We have checked all the boxes on the safety protocols. Um, so yeah, there's always risk in anything you do, right? If you're an athlete, you might get hurt. You might get injured. So yeah, with a fire burn, right? You might get licked by fire. Like if you stop moving and you are on fire, you become engulfed right so the key to a fire burn is to keep moving so the fire is behind you not in front of you um so yeah i mean there's like little risks like that but you need to just kind of like understand before you do the thing um or like if you're doing a rappel just understanding like the knots and like what you need to clip into and just like those little details and just doing them over and over and over again some people are really good like just kind of like doing the thing real quick for me it's always been about repetition, whether it's CrossFit or stunts, like the more I do, the more I feel good about it. Yeah. Do you do a lot of rope work then? Like I, sorry, uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, my husband and I, after we did the touring show, we worked at universal studios and we did some like repelling there. Um, on the tour, I was also, uh, I did some captain Marvel stuff. So I did some like wire work. So there's, a, there's been a little bit of clipping in for me and like knots and stuff, but not too many. Um, so like the rappel I did was like the same rappel over and over and over again. Got you. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's funny that first time you, you trust your gear. Like, so I, I've done a fair amount of climbing and that moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to clip into this rock face yeah. and like, actually it's going to like the first time you take a whip and you're like, oh, it works. Like it genuinely yeah. works. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's interesting. It's a lot of trust, that. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think what's cool is like you, you spoke toward the beginning about your mum being a great example of mindset Mm -hmm. and you can see that um being passed on to you and then you can see that being passed on to your daughter too like the kind of the example that i can tell you'd set for the way to approach challenge and difficulty is um one to aspire to and one that i've taken a lot of um inspiration from myself thanks pleasure thank you very much yeah where can people find out a little bit more about you um where can they follow you on on the gram 
On the gram, um, I'm underscore Haley Amber, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-A-M-B-E-R. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much, I have a YouTube account too, that we're trying to like build up and you know how that goes. It's, it's a process, right. And just yeah. like doing all that. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff with like Bethany, um, uh, the buttery bros actually just did like a little segment oh, on my husband and I, like they were in, uh, they were in the area. Um, and we did some like stunt stuff with them. It's like pretty fun. Actually, we just watched it last night. It's actually kind of like, oh, they're actually really good at taking reactions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, we're just kind of trying to like, you know, do a little bit of stuff here and there. Um, but yeah, most of our, you know, most of our stuff is just kind of like done in person online. We have like a, you know, programming company and we work with a lot more people, um, in the entertainment world, um, to make sure that they are looking good on screen. Um, so it's a lot more like aesthetics than it is necessarily like, uh, to move on to like the CrossFit games, you know? So nice. Yeah. Really all nice. over the place <laughs> yeah sweet well i'm sure people will go and check you out because uh, your story is really cool you're a, yeah. a sweet person as well so it's um yeah, people will great talking to you yeah likewise really enjoyed this conversation yeah uh, hopefully i got you some good stuff <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast Remember, if you're not subscribed, you may not get notified when new episodes come out. And also, if you're after more focused mindset training, head to my Instagram, give me a follow, and you'll find me there, which is at Tom Foxley.